Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker's here with me, and we are back for another Monday morning episode. Chris, start us off in the normal Monday morning fashion by giving us the weather headed into the week. In Los Angeles, California, it is sunny 76. In Houston, Texas, it is mostly sunny 89. And in Chicago, Illinois, it is mostly sunny 87. And in New York City, it is mostly sunny 85. Mm. I think that's the most, like, even... Uh, weather report we've ever given to be honest all in like the you know for the most part anyway in that like mid 80s range high 80s range so nick Mm -hmm. you know today is like the unofficial official first day of summer right so i don't know about you but when you think of summer i think of grilling okay yeah that's a pretty fair statement i'd say And so recently, there's a new poll out there of what the top 10 things are that people think they do good at grilling. Okay. Have you ever grilled before? I don't have any experience thus far with grilling. I want to. Like, I want to start grilling uh, this year, hopefully. But Do you uh, have experience eating your parents' grilling food? Oh, yeah. Yep, absolutely. What do you think they cook the best on the grill? Oh, boy. That's a tough question. I've had some really, really good grilled vegetables, actually, over here. Like, I know that's kind of an odd one. Normally think, like, hamburger, steak, yada, yada. But grilled vegetables is definitely up there. Well, you know, it's funny that you start with grilled vegetables because I was going to say, I was only going to tell you the top five because who cares about fruit and vegetables? (laughs) But, uh... You know, they say the top, the number one thing that people think they are good at cooking on the grill Mm. is burgers. You know, makes sense. It's a pretty classic one. And it's pretty simple to cook. Yep, exactly. Um, Then chicken. Okay. Then hot dogs. I'm I'm actually surprised that chicken came before hot dogs. Um, I want to... But hot dogs are not hard at all to grow. You really can screw up hot dogs on the grill. You throw it on there for a look, 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 and then you're done. You'd be surprised. <laughs> You'd be surprised at how you can screw up uh, hot dogs or really anything. Um, <laughs> I think hot dogs are the easiest thing in the world to grow. Look, I think you could be interchangeable uh With hot dogs and hamburgers, I think they both belong at number one and number two. I'm surprised that chicken actually snuck in there at number two. Um, I will say, the one thing with burgers that can be a little bit complicated is flipping them. Especially if your grill's not hot enough. Yeah. The hamburger could stick to it and you just kind of screwed up your hamburger. I suppose so, but like... You know, a hot dog, you just roll across it a few times and it's good. <laughs> Even so, like, I believe that hamburger is like... I-, I feel like that's a pretty easy one to get a hang of so that you do flip it correctly. You know, you might make that mistake like the first couple of times, but I feel like as you do it a few times, you kind of just get around that possible like uh possible screw up but so i really think that hot dogs and hamburgers should be interchangeable i don't know how chicken made it to number two 
Chicken's pretty easy to cook. It's it's pretty easy, but when you match it up against a hot dog, like I, I would think hot dogs beat chicken out. And then and then steak. Okay. Yep. Steak's I, fairly easy, especially yeah. if you see. I like to make it complicated because I want those perfect sear lines. Mm-hmm. But that that's not really needed. Right. That's just kind of more of a want. Yeah. And situation. then ribs. Okay. Ooh, now ribs. <laughs> ribs, ribs, ribs. Sometimes ribs can be a little complicated, in my opinion. I, I feel like. I, I was wondering why, because steak, yeah, it can be relatively easy, but I feel like there is some complexity to it, especially depending on how exactly you want it cooked. Um, but, like, when you said ribs at number five, because I was going to, th- you know, say that maybe steak should be um, more in the five spot, but you say ribs, and I'm, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, but ribs, I think ribs are more all about timing. Yeah. Um, personally, I like sense. to start them in the oven, slow cook them, and then transfer them to the grill for the, about the last hour. Mm-hmm. And then vegetables. Mm, grilled vegetables. Like uh, corn, pepper, zucchini, squash, onions, and potatoes. Yes, you do. In my opinion, here you go. Perfect uh, grilled vegetables here. You have broccoli. You have some squash. You have some zucchini, and you have some mushrooms. Some onions, too. Let's not forget about the onions, but right there you have an amazing mix. Peppers, too. I almost forgot. Um, I, sometimes I cook them right on the grate of the grill, but then other times I'll throw it in, like, foil with lots of butter and garlic and onion powder. Mm, delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you put them, like, right in that, uh, in that perfect, like, grill basket, put some seasonings on them. Oh, so good. Um, and then kebabs. Oh, I'm, Okay. You know, I'm really, really surprised kebabs made the top 10 list because kebabs are really easy to screw up. You know, the vegetables are always done before the meat. Right. And then if but sometimes you can cook the meat before you put it on there. But then sometimes you charcoal your meat while waiting for the vegetables. I don't like cooking kebabs at all and quite honestly i don't even like eating them because i'm never full after eating them kebabs are an interesting one to me for the simple fact that you just don't hear about people grilling a kebab really like that's not something you typically hear is at least not something i typically hear when i think of people using the grill and I, I never hear of you know at home in your backyard cooking a kebab you know i People cook kebabs over, like, a fi- campfire. But in my mm. opinion, those people are too fancy for me. That's, yeah, that's intense to me. Um, You know, when I think of the grill, I think of burgers, hot dogs. Steak. Um, yeah, all that barbecue stuff. Yeah. Not kebabs. Not kebabs. And then fruit. Okay, grilled fruit? No. Pineapple is delicious. You know... I might be able to get on board with uh, with you on that one, but general consensus on my end, I I'm very wary about the idea of grilled fruit. <laughs> well, so it says the most common one is now. This actually sounds really delicious. Okay. Grilled pineapple. I never heard of growing apples or pears. No, that's a odd, like a different one to me. But it says, after you grill it, serve it with ice cream and caramel sauce. Oh, okay. All right. That you know, that actually sounds pretty good. You know what my first thought was when you said grilled apples was um, 
like put them on like pork or even a steak you could even get away with um that sounds like it might be good too and then the next one is fish okay and the final one is tofu oh well all right (laughs) I'm not going to weigh in on that last one. Um, no, neither am I. No. Nope. Uh, fish, you know, I've never cooked fish on the grill before. Sounds like it could be interesting. I'm not a huge fish person to begin with. I'm, I've just never been able to get into it. Um, See, here, I've been threatened for a ver- threatening for a very long time to cook a piece of salmon on the grill. Mm-hmm. But my fear is, with the price of salmon right now... With my luck, I wouldn't be fast enough, and it would start to fall apart and fall down into the cracks of the. <laughs> oh no! So I'm not. I haven't been quite daring enough yet. Yeah, that, that's that's understandable to be honest. So I've been just cooking my salmon in the air fryer, and mm, that's delicious. There you go. But anyways, uh, we got some news to get into today. Starting off with, uh, chances are you've probably been hearing a lot about monkeypox lately, and as of last week, the CDC started releasing vaccine from the Strategic Reserve to ensure monkeypox does not continue to spread. The CDC held a briefing last week, and the message overall was, do not panic. They say there is only a handful of cases in the United States, one confirmed monkeypox in Massachusetts, and six other probable cases. The CDC is anticipating that cases will most likely be diagnosed soon and the cdc and other medical experts say this is a virus that the medical community has a lot of experience with they also say that they have a good handle on it and they have vaccines available and this isn't the first time we have seen a monkey pox outbreak in the united states so last time we saw a monkey pox outbreak was in the year 2003 and we have two approved vaccines in the united states to treat smallpox and because the monkey pox virus is closely related to the virus smallpox the smallpox vaccine can protect people from getting monkeypox. yeah so like chris said there are two vaccines that can help in you know, protecting against monkeypox. And the two vaccines that we do have to protect against monkeypox are ACAM2000 and Genios, which is specifically licensed to treat monkeypox. The CDC says we have about 1,000 doses of Genios, and the stockpile and that number can be ramped up if need be. The CDC says the U.S. has about 100 million doses of the other vaccine, ACAM2000, although that vaccine does have some significant side effects. Monkeypox is basically a rash that turns into skin lesions that scab over and scar. The CDC says that some of the on-site symptoms appear like the flu with a fever, but a rash is a good indicator. The problem is that rash can be confused with chickenpox or herpes. The recovery time is between two and four weeks. The CDC says monkeypox generally spreads through very close physical contact with people, animals, or materials infected with the virus. That includes bedsheets and clothing. It enters the body through broken skin and the respiratory tract. Monkeypox is not a sexually transmitted disease, but it can be transmitted during sexual or intimate contact. The CDC stresses that anyone can get or spread monkeypox, but the most common group for spreading it is between gay or bi men.
There is a movement right now in Washington, D.C. on gun legislation starting off. The House has been on recess all last week, and on Thursday of last week, the Senate went on a week-long recess. Lawmakers from both chambers will not be back in D.C. until the week of June 6th, and on Wednesday night, the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer took steps to get two bills on the Senate legislative calendar. Both bills have already passed through the House. The first one is H.R. 8, the Bipartisan Background Check Act, and the other is H.R. 1446, which is an Enhanced Background Checked Act, but you may know it as the Charleston Loophole. H.R. 8 would expand background checks on people seeking purchase or transfer firearms. Eight House Republicans voted yes on that particular bill. H.R. 1446 would close the Charleston loophole, like Chris said before, a gap in federal law that let gun sales proceed without a completed background check if three business days have passed. Just because the Senate Majority Leader took the steps to get these bills moving, that does not mean that either will get a vote or a debate. This is just part of the process that Congress must follow. Even if in the rare chance either one of these bills makes it to the Senate, they need the 60 votes to break the filibuster, which means all 50 Democrats and independents must vote yes, along with 10 Republicans. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell told reporters he encouraged a senator from Texas, Senator Cornyn, to find a way to get something done. So those talks are happening. There has also been bipartisan talks since 2019 of a red flag law nationwide, and the House is likely to take up a bill on that. Both sides are talking about these bills. Whether they are talking at each other or with each other is a different story. As for the president, there's virtually nothing he can do without Congress. He can issue executive orders, but he cannot really do much of anything at this time. Getting into rapid news, the White House said it will begin launching a handful of new efforts to expand the so-called, quote, test to treat and hand out pills to treat COVID-19, starting with the country's first federally supported location in Rhode Island. A Carnival cruise ship that set sail from Port Carnival in Florida caught fire on Thursday, and they say that the fire was quickly extinguished by emergency response teams and that all guests and crew are safe. Nick, what do you got for this Monday morning good news? All right, so my good news story for today is... Yet another celebrity story. We come across these now and again, and this time we just have a celebrity making probably a moment that this child will never forget in her entire life. So 13-year-old Sadie from Florida has been dealing with a form of cancer that spreads throughout uh, the bone marrow and through other soft tissues throughout the body. And she's been fighting this for quite some time and she's undergone chemo and all this other, you know, all these other treatments and such, surgeries and the like. Well, she ended up hooking up with a Florida program called the Children's Dream Fund. Which is kind of like some of these other programs, you know, the Wish program or others that look to fulfill a dream for these children going through uh, tragic illnesses and these other um, horrible, you know, periods or, or just struggles in their life. And Sadie's dream for the longest time was to meet Gordon Ramsay. 
You know, she had watched his shows for years, had always loved cooking, and this was just her dream. Normally, when children get in contact with the program and with the with the Children's Stream Fund, they have several interests. So there's a plan B or even a plan C to fall back on in case their like first choice of what they want uh, can't be done. But for Sadie, it was meet Gordon Ramsay. So, so they did what they could. And for a while, it was a struggle trying to set something up. Uh, they almost got to meet in Florida, but then something changed and it didn't end up happening. So it got moved to a different date. Eventually, they set up a second date for... Sadie to meet Ramsey in his restaurant, uh, Hell's Kitchen in Las Vegas. But they wanted to surprise her with this. They didn't want to just, you know, let her know right then and there, especially if it had to get canceled again. They didn't want her to be disappointed uh, and have to go through that disappointment uh, like they did the first time. So at first, they said that they were going to Las Vegas because her father used to be a race car driver, and they told her that he was going to be doing an honorary honorary lap over there, and so they were going to fly over. And they got there, and it was the first night in their hotel that her parents told her what was going on, and she got to find out what was going to be planned for the next day, uh, and the fact that she was going to be meeting Gordon Ramsay. And the meeting, when I was reading this, guys, I got to tell you, I was just in awe of how wonderful the whole day was and how much she just got to have her dream fulfilled. Uh, they met Ramsey in, at the restaurant. They had a meal together. They talked. She even got to uh, speak over FaceTime to two of his daughters and just had an absolute blast. Ramsey gave her a chef's coat to take with her and... Uh, he told her that they need to meet again once in Florida, back in her home state. And also, he said that she needs to come to London to have a meal with his family. So, this meeting between Ramsey and Sadie just was something to behold. Because Ramsey truly if went above and beyond they tick together they you know had conversations they had a meal and the whole thing was just so wonderful for sadie just absolutely mind-blowing for her um and she's drawn inspiration from this you know she's drawn inspiration from this whole experience and wants to help other children going through the same struggle one way in which she hopes to do that is to uh draw character caricatures for the children in the hospitals uh, for them to color in and just to help make their experience a little easier uh, and doing little things like that just to help them out. Uh, she's been going through a lot, but she's taken these experiences that she's gotten the chance to have and wants to help pay it forward in any way possible. But just the fact that Gordon Ramsay went this above and beyond and like how well everything went just... Oh, truly wonderful. Truly wonderful. There's, I can't express the proper words, to be honest. There are no proper words for this. Just such a beautiful story. That is an awesome good news story, Nick. Like I said, this is just one of those stories that doesn't really have any proper words. You know, it doesn't have any proper explanation as to just how great it really is. And that's just from... A reader standpoint that's just from our standpoint from the outside imagine being 
Sadie. Imagine being in her shoes and being able to live this experience after all the hardships that she has had to endure after all the struggle. She is getting this opportunity of a lifetime. And the fact that it went as well as it did to the point where she has been invited to uh, go to London at some point and have a meal with, with Ramsey's family. Just This is something else. It, it truly is. You said it perfectly, Nick. I couldn't agree more. That is the end of this Monday morning news episode. We will be back here Wednesday morning with an idiot in the news. Trust me, you will not want to miss this week's idiot. Until then, have a great Memorial Day and see you Wednesday morning. Bye, guys.